BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast that feels so good to say, as does. Hey, Claude, how you doing? It feels so close to you right now. Welcome back to the morning toast. For you, Jackie, I've been here for a while, but it's so great to have you back. I mean, I did love Friends and Family Week at the morning toast. I did. <laughs> but there's nothing like, you know, podcasting with a gal. No, there's nothing like it. When I first left for my retreat, I was very much looking forward to getting a break from the toast, but I have to be honest, I'm so happy to be back. I need to give a little update why it's podcast only and where we're at right now. There's just been a crazy turn of events. You guys, the wellness retreat was so fabulous that I decided to extend a few days because I just felt like I had more wellness Your work to absorb. was not done. My work was not done. And so I vlogged my entire first week of the wellness retreat. It's pretty detailed and I just posted it to Patreon. So if you watch the vlog, you'll understand like sort of the genesis of emotions. You know, I got there. I was so like nervous and awkward. I, I, I barely remember that girl. First day jitters. First day jitters. But then over the week, like I really blossomed like a flower. And I'm just really having a great time. I feel I feel very well. I feel like I'm doing everything that I wanted to do. And, and I just wanted to do a little bit more of it. So we will be doing um, remote audio this week while I just finish out my time here. And the program is really meant to be two weeks. I learned once I got here. So there's still more things for me to do while I'm here. And I'm able to work and do the toast with this like newfound perspective. Would you say you have a newfound joie de vivre? I would say it's exactly that. Like I have so much energy and I'm working out so much and I'm eating well and I just, I feel really good. And I also, I want to do the toast while being here so that I can bring that to the show. Okay. Well, I did have a programming update that I actually forgot to update you on as well. Is that okay. Ben is Ben is free tomorrow to come in studio with me. So we will have a, a YouTube episode tomorrow with Ben because Ben was supposed to do every episode with me last week and then just like his schedule changed and then Taylor Strecker like was available. So it ended up being great. I had a robust lineup of co-hosts, but the people wanted more Ben because we promised them more Ben. So he is committing to the craft and he is coming to studio with me tomorrow. So YouTube, we're going to play it, you know, by ear day by day, but tomorrow we will have a YouTube episode with the one and only Ben Soffer. That's good. I'm excited for everyone because everybody loves a Buange episode so much. I'm like a little sad for me because he's coming for my job. Uh, big time. He's coming for <laughs> your couch. Time. He is coming for my couch, but you know what? This week I'm happy to share it and I'm happy to come at you 
audio only. Like I really have unplugged so much last week. This week I'm plugging back in, but everything that went down last week, like in the um, pop culture, in the pop culture, I like haven't watched, I haven't even turned my TV on once since I've been here. So I've really been out of the loop. I spent the morning catching up on what's been going down. So I, I'm really looking forward to getting into these stories. Like I've, I've truly missed taking a bite of the morning toast. I'm not going to lie. And I'm also just excited to like start this Monday off with you so we can just like catch everyone up. I mean, I was out of studio Thursday and Friday. You've been gone for a week. Like the people, honestly, like I know you were unplugged. I was not. And the people were like, where is Jackie? Like you kind of just like bounced with no kind of, you know, explanation. Like there will be no explanation. There will only be wellness retreat. Pretty much like that's how you bounced. And I don't think people thought like you were going to be unplugging. You didn't just like give us like an update or anything. So I was kind of, you know, not to make it about me, but I was really (laughs) like the vessel in which people were communicating, you know, through you. And I just like, can you update everyone? Like you did not end up, you know, getting, you know, brought into a cult. Like, no, it's all good. It's all good. And there were a few times like where I wanted to like update people, but I didn't really have anything to say. Like, hey, guys, I'm here all's well so I did need you to be my spokesperson and let everyone know that like things were going really well for me like so well that I didn't feel the need to be on my phone my screen time was down 30 percent last week I just got I just got those numbers in Ooh, those those figures are astounding those figures are astounding my iPad screen time zero percent well yeah of course because your iPad is for the toast no, I know, but if I had like wanted to watch a movie or something I probably yeah. would have used my iPad so anyways just screens were down and I feel like I did give everyone warning. Like the weeks leading up to the to the tr- retreat, I was like, I'm going away. I'm unplugging. Like, and then I did it. And I just don't think people expected that I would do it in such a serious, that, that I would take it so seriously. You know, like I always say I'm going to unplug, but like I literally never take the cord out of the wall, you know? You know, I, I do know. It's just I'm weirdly so busy here and, and productive. And when I have free time, I've been trying to read. But even this, like I started a new book on the plane here and I still haven't finished it. That's how little free time I've had. I've, it's never taken me so long to read a book in my life. Speaking of books, I decided to take the Redhead's recommendation for the best book of 2020. And on my trip, I started on the plane and I finished it like two days later. I started Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino, which was the Redhead's top pick. It, it beat me out in the for Redhead's Madness. Yes, you had to see what it was all about. What were your thoughts? You know, it was really good. Um, I, I loved the story. It was very sweet and easy read. I was surprised that it was the top choice. Um, just because, have you read any Colleen Hoover books for Redheads? Yes, we read we read Layla, but it's not your typical Colleen Hoover. Oh, it's you also spooky. read Verity, right? No? Not, no, not for Redheads. Oh. No, it was but really good. read it. It was really good. I was I was surprised that it was the top pick because I, but I gave it five stars. Like it was really good. I was just surprised. Yeah, because you were expecting like your world to be like totally rocked. Yeah, but you have to remember like where we came at it from was like this was Snitch's first choice. Like she chose this sort of random book that no one. It wasn't really. I don't think any of the redheads had already read it, mm-hmm. and so we were just like so pleasantly surprised by it. Whereas you're coming in from the opposite angle where there's so much hype around it. Yeah, that's true. And then I started we, another Renee Carlino book that I'm hating. Which book? I don't know what it's called, but it's about an author who reads a book about her own life or whatever, you know? That sounds good. It's so confusing. Like, I can't even explain how much I'm not liking it. I understand. Well, I'm glad that you're keeping abreast with the redheads. You know, it's never too late to keep abreast. It's so never too late. Like, I can't stress that enough, you know? Because, like, look at me. Yeah. I'm so late. 
but I'm not. You're like a year late, but but I'm right on time. Right on time. Um, Did you have any inclination to listen to the Redheads episode after you read the book? Oh, you know, I should do that. Duh. You should. And you know what? Sometimes that might make you like the book more. Yeah. If it's a, not with Before We Were Strangers, but some of the other like more dense books that we've read after like discussing it and debriefing it, and especially hearing Dana's perspective where she pretty much like explains what the book actually meant to do, um, you tend to like it more. Have you read It Ends With Us? No. Should I? Oh my God. Okay. So I, I read it because Counselor obviously forced me to read it. And now I've been like recommending it to everyone. And I think I've ended up on Book Talk because like I'm such a reader now. Um, and it's like the, the TikTok community has like regarded it as like the number one book to make you cry. It's like in everyone's, you know, here are the five books that made me cry this month. And it's always, it's so stunning, Jackie. And I think a lot of the toasters have read it because it's like an old, like I'm like way behind on the trends, obviously yet again. Okay, I will add it to my list. I don't know when I'll read it. It won't be like today, but you know, I'll get around to it eventually. Of course. Um, I try to get around when someone profusely recommends a book. I try to respect them by reading it. No. And also it tells you, it tells you a lot about a person when they insist that you read a certain book. Well, okay. If I'm going to like insist, well, you, you recommend every book to me. So every book that I love, you've already read. So this is like the only one I have over you, you know? No, but like that's just, then it's just an exchange of books and that's like, so fun. We're just like two bookworms exchanging knowledge. 100%. Like this is turning into an episode of The Redheads. Oh my God, no, please. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) No, I just don't like want to be like, because I know what it feels like to like not be into reading and then having people talk about it. And like, this is like a pop culture show and people who don't read are like, oh my God, fast forward, 15 seconds ahead, 15 seconds ahead, 15 seconds ahead. (laughs) Okay. But if I may, conversely, like you were one of those people, like you actually were the team captain. And it's like, if the captain could be converted, like maybe, maybe there's something there. No, I don't know. If you guys haven't learned this about me yet, like I'm constantly evolving and changing my opinions based on new information. And I feel like that is really, I think one of our core principles of our brand here at the morning toast, like Mm -hmm. normalize, just like saying things and then like disagreeing with them two days later, you know? No, a hundred percent. Like, did you ever think like when we started the show that it would take me to a wellness retreat? I I definitely don't think that that's the craziest thing ever. Like you've been on this in one way or another, you've been on this like journey of slowing down for the last like four years, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess. I guess I do. I don't know. I just feel like a wellness retreat is like such an extreme measure. And Oh, it is. But you are so extreme. I'm so, thank you. I'm so extreme. You are an extremist. Like you're crazy. (laughs) I don't do anything halfway. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Your face is so red. I know this like light that's in front of me was already making my face red. And now like I'm laughing and blushing and I'm a tomato. Well, you might be on a wellness retreat and have like a day of like wellness ahead of you. But like I have a day of opening all the boxes that have uh, arrived in my house since I left on Wednesday and unpacking me and Ben's stuff. Like I have the worst day ahead of me. So like if you want, like we could podcast for seven hours just so I don't have to go run my errands. Yeah. No, but you know, sometimes self-care looks like hard work because imagine how you'll feel at the end of the day. That is so true. And I'm actually like looking forward to like having a clean, full home. And like, I actually have so many products that I ordered, um, that like are in those boxes that I'm really looking forward to. I'm not like dreading it that much, but the unpacking is like really giving me agita, especially because I already have a full hamper of laundry, like from before when I left, you know? Oh, I do know. It's, that's, it's that's, dark. That's a, that's a it's a big day, but you had a great weekend, so that's the price you pay. I did. For just, like, for neglecting your 
responsibilities. 100%. But it was worth it because I really had a fabulous, I had the anti, obviously, wellness weekend. I had a weekend just like full of bender-like activities. I was just like drinking a lot. Um, But it was great. Like I got to see one of Ben's best friends got engaged. So they had like a very small celebration. But it was so nice just to like dance in the moonlight. Like I was literally dancing under a full moon. And it was like, Stunning. And I don't think I ever would have had like an appreciation for the fact, like I just so appreciated like a dance floor. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do know what you mean. And also like shout out to the full moon that's happening right now. Shout out. That's been a really beautiful moon. And what's crazy about a full moon, it's like, it's not specific to just us like on the East Coast, like the whole world experienced that fullness. No, that's like literally. Yeah. No, wait, that doesn't sound right. Because half the world like looks another way. No, I, I, that's like that scene in Sex and the City when like Steve and Miranda are fighting, but he calls her on a payphone and he's like, hey, just look out the window right now. And it's a full moon. And that's when Miranda knows like, she's like, hey, come by after work. And then it's like, you know, the beginning yeah, of the that's end. Like, that's like this movie that I watched. It's probably where I got the idea where it's like, I forget what movie, but it was like a mother and son. It's like, if you look at the moon, like just know I'm looking at the same it, moon. It connects. So if, it's the, if it's the same moon, it must be full for everyone. It connects people. Yes, it connects people. Stunning. So tonight, take a look at your full moon and then say, I love the morning toast. Yeah, no, just rem- and, and then like go subscribe and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. <laughs> yeah, and then check out our Patreon channel because I just dropped my wellness retreat vlog. It really has like so much information about where I am, what I'm doing, and you do see the evolution of my expectations. Yeah, and you say. know what? As a viewer, I felt calm watching it. You know, like looking at that stunning sunset on your way home from dinner, stunning. Stunning. And I was I'm just so- brought peace. Like you and your Catholics. Like there was just like so much wellness oozing out that like I think it affected me. I'm so glad to hear that. But also, I just wanted to say to you, like, you had a weekend where you said, like, you weren't, you were unwell, whatever. But, like, wellness also looks different for everyone else. And I do think for you, like, a weekend of, like, fun in the sun, dancing in the moonlight, taking shots, like, that's your version of wellness. 100%. And I actually don't even feel that bad right now, which is shocking, given that I flew in at midnight last night on a plane that was just riddled with torture. Like, I can't, I never fly JetBlue, ever. But TPG actually says... When he's asked, like, what do you think is the best domestic airline in the States? He always says JetBlue. And he has good reasons. They have free Wi-Fi. They have that little snack cabinet. Um, It's just like a modern airline. And I just did not have that experience last night. Like, first of all, I think they decided to put all the most annoying people on one plane. Do you know what I mean? Like, the plane was just filled with annoying people. Like, everyone was talking so loud and every single person was on the phone Till the second we hit 10,000 feet. Like everyone was just talking like the woman behind me, her kids, Mayor and Esther had to go to bed at nine with the babysitter. Literally the guy on the right just bought a new property for $1.5 million. He thinks they'll sell it for for a year, collect rent and then sell it at the top of the market. Like I knew what was going on in everyone's life. They were just such yentas on the plane. Like everyone just chat, 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 chat. And it was just so fucking annoying. And it was, I can't explain why it was riddled with torture, this whole journey home. But me, Ben, and Margo, like, wanted to die. Like, when we got off the plane, Ben was like, (laughs) I literally feel we just, like, we just landed, like, a 13-hour flight from Israel. When it was a a two-and-a-half-hour flight from Fort Lauderdale. Like, it was not even crazy. It was just torture. I will never fly JetBlue again, and I cannot explain why to you. I really, I can't put it into words. Okay, um... I really like JetBlue, so I'm going to wait till I have my own torturous experience. But I will say, flying on a Sunday night from Florida to New York is going to be jam-packed. And it's going to be like Yenta Central, you know? Yenta Central. 
Yeah. And if you don't know what a yenta is, it's a Yiddish word for just like a gabbing gossip girl. Like I'm a yenta, but like in public, I know how to tone it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the morning yentas. Like that's what we do, but not on an airplane. We no. don't host an episode of the morning toast on an airplane. I was literally just being bombarded by audio and it was just killing me because it was also 10 o'clock. Like I was so tired. I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep. But do you th- do you think that Mayor and Esther went to sleep? I hope so. And, you know, I was actually listening and I'm like, did she say Mayor and Esther? Because those are like, that's my best friend's parents' names. And then I realized she was talking about their bedtime. So she wasn't talking about Mayor and Esther, like my friend's parents. That's hysterical. But maybe she was. You never know. Yeah. Um, so that was my journey home. And I'm just looking forward to a great week. I'm feeling good on this Monday. I feel like we're going to have great episodes this week. And there's so much to catch up on. I cannot wait to talk to you about all the, the drums. I can't wait to talk to you. There's so much to catch up. And I'll just give one more just like quick plug because um, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about the retreat. So you and I are going to do a Patreon episode Q&A where everyone, if you have a question about the retreat, put it in Toast After Dark. We'll do a master post so I can answer all of your questions if you still have more, which I'm assuming that you do. There's just so much to discuss. So that's patreon.com slash morning toast. New vlog is already up. Wellness Q&A coming soon. And now I think without further ado... It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor. So all of our ladies, listen up because today's episode is brought to you by Hair Food. They offer simple, superfood inspired products that will make your hair look and feel amazing. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, Hair Food has a recipe for you. In addition to their beloved nourishing coconut milk and chai spice collection, you have to try some of their new recipes. They have the apple cider vinegar hair rinse, which is perfect for days when your hair needs a gentle cleanse before conditioning. No shampoo needed. They also have a turmeric and almond oil detangling milk which takes care of the most stubborn kinds of knots and reduces frizz i needed that in florida i forgot it at home the shea butter and pear color repair concentrate makes overprocessed hair look vibrant and healthy all their products smell amazing and every hair food product is free of sulfates parabens dyes mineral oils and it is certified by PETA as cruelty-free. Um, I've used a lot of their products. The vinegar hair rinse is probably my favorite because I've heard that apple cider vinegar is so good for your hair. And I've done the hair rinse now from Hair Food twice. And I just think like some days your hair, after having so many products in it, hot tools, like you just need a reset. And the apple cider vinegar hair rinse is perfect for that. I've been really getting into just like rinses and like masks. And this one I really, really recommend and a detangling milk you know detanglers are not just for children adults get knots too so the turmeric and almond oil detangling milk first of all smells amazing but also really helps if you have stubborn knots um and frizzy hair like me so if you're looking for nourished healthy hair it's got to be hair food look for it at amazon walmart and target again hair food is sold at amazon walmart and target if you're looking for nourished healthy hair check out hair food Love that. Sign on. Feed your hair. Okay, first story, big story of the weekend. The Real Housewives all-star cast has jetted off to start filming. The Real Housewives are getting ready for a wild ride. The upcoming all-star crossover series is set to feature fan favorites Ramona Singer and Luann Delaseps of Real Housewives of New York City, Teresa and Melissa of Real Housewives of New Jersey, Kenya and Cynthia from Real Housewives of Atlanta, and Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The ladies started teasing the season over the weekend and posting photos in preparation for their adventures after they reportedly all met in Atlanta to jet off to Turks and Caicos. So we... We've been hearing about this potentially happening for a while. Now it's happening. We have the cast. It's a little bit uh, 
smaller and more pared down than I had expected. And apparently that's because they were having a hard time finding a house in Turks and Caicos. All the ones that they found, the biggest one had seven bedrooms, so they could only invite seven women. And this is who they chose. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I just think it's so funny how like this is a show. It's allegedly a show about like rich women, you know, Mm -hmm. and I've never seen more people take photos on a private plane than I have Melissa, uh, Luann, and Ramona, because they flew together from Teterboro to Atlanta, which is where they all met, and then they all flew together. And it's like Kyle Richards, who like takes a private plane like every day, it's like so not a big deal. She goes to work in her private plane, like took like one selfie, and that's how people knew she was on her way. Like it just, the, the whole travel thing did make me laugh. But besides that, I am excited. I'm not, there's, I'm conflicted on the cast, honestly, but I do think regardless, this is going to be iconically hysterical. Like we know Ramona Singer does not play well with others when literally the premise of the show is to play with others. So it's going to be very, very interesting and they've never done something like this. So I'm very interested to see how it pans out and if this is something they could do more. I just, I wouldn't have chosen a lot of the people they chose. Yeah, but I don't know who's missing. I don't know what I would have added, but it does feel, I mean, If we have to stick with seven people, I do think that they chose a very strong seven. But it would have been nice to have, like, kind of some less OGs because when everyone is such an icon. Exactly. It's it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like you need people who are different personalities. Not everyone can be the star. No, and people who are icons feel as though especially people who are OGs, feel as though like this franchise is theirs. Ramona feels that way. We know Teresa Judice feels that way. NeNe Leakes felt that way. Um, so it makes the dynamic difficult because they all think that they're better than each other. And that's like kind of what we saw almost at like Andy's baby shower. Like so many of the women who like Lisa Vanderpump didn't go, Bethany Frankel didn't go because they think it's like their franchise and they're too good to hang out with other housewives. And so I think a lot of these women think they're too good to hang out with other housewives. Yeah, I feel so don't that. Sign up I mean, for, don't sign up for a special that makes you hang out with other housewives. Right. No, but they're, but okay. So say you take seven icons and put them in a house together. Like it, it's it iconic. Is gonna, like what is, it's iconic. What is going to happen? I don't really know. People are just like, li- like waiting with bated breath for every detail that emerges from this. Uh, like, I don't know why I'm not like that excited, as, as excited as, like, I should be for, like, a Housewives watcher. I don't know why. Sometimes it just feels like some of these things, it's, it's too much of a good thing. And I do think that's how things get ruined. But I'm, sh- like, I, of course, will be watching this. I don't know. I just, I do feel like it's it's overload. I agree. And I'm excited. I think that we need to see how it pans out. I don't think we can judge whether it's going to be amazing or whether it's going to be too much of a good thing until we see, like, a piece of footage. I Oh, I totally agree, and I'll be watching the whole show. I'm just saying that's, like, my initial thought thought, and just a little bit of concern. I I hear that completely. I'm, I actually am quaking to just see how they choose rooms because we know it's a huge point of contention in New York with Ramona, and I just know that she bombarded her ass into that house and took the best room. I just know it. Yeah, but, like... Is Kyle going to stand for that? Is Kenya going to stand for that? No, that's why. Like, this is going to be a really interesting dynamic. It's just like seven alpha females in a room. What can go wrong? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that dynamic, how that plays out. Thanks a lot, Ramona. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Apparently, they're also not filming for very long. So I think this will be over soon. Hopefully, we'll be watching it shortly and I, I if it's really good I'm assuming they'll do it again hopefully yeah with like a different group yeah that so we'll keep is no one at, from Potomac 
No, no one from Potomac, no one from Dallas, no one from Salt Lake City. Mm. And it's no kind one of- from OC. No one from OC. Okay, I don't need a single person from OC. I know, I but like lie. OC, I thought it was there wasn't Potomac, Dallas, Salt Lake City because they're newer they're and new. not as established. But the fact that there's no OC is actually really crazy because they could have thrown Shannon Bedore in there. She's she would have been good. OG. She's like been she's not an OG, but she's been on for a very long time. Yeah, it's starting to feel like the Hunger Games. Like everyone sends a representative, you know. No, it, it's the literal Hunger Games. Um, I think it's great. I'm excited until I, I do. I share your concern as well, because it's just like an, a sensory overload. It's a housewife overload and it could be like torturous, but I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I will definitely be watching it. And I just, I've been really enjoying the content. Yes, me too. We shall see. We shall see. Okay, next story, a new clip of Zac Efron sparks plastic surgery rumors. We posted this photo to our Instagram. Um, Zac Efron was on Bill Nye's Earth Day musical special with Facebook Watch, and immediately fans are talking about his jaws and lips as soon as they saw his face and screenshots soon percolated the internet. Um, I'm... Well, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Zach Efron has, like, weirdly been MIA. Like, he moved to Australia. And even before that, he, like, hasn't worked a lot since The Greatest Showman. He had that Netflix show where, like, he almost, you know, died climbing that rock or whatever. But he's been, like, very MIA. He's kind of been on a similar journey as you, Jackie, like a wellness health journey. And he's just kind of putting himself first. So no one has really seen him. He's not, like, super active on, like, TikTok or anything. He just, like, kind of lives this more like private smaller life so this is like the first picture we've seen of him in a really fucking long time and it is a crazy photo like let's just call a spade a spade it looks like he is wearing a filter like he looks crazy and of course he's a celebrity he lives in hollywood people are like plastic surgery facelift lip filler cheek filler jaw filler like of course that's where the mind goes but i did see a very convincing tiktok from a doctor who said, based on the swollenness that he's seeing, he believes it's very possible that Zac Efron had a dental surgery because his jawline is very swollen and his lips are very swollen, and it looks like he's recovering from some sort of dental surgery. So I'm choosing to believe that doctor, whom I'm not even entirely sure is an accredited doctor. I just follow him on TikTok. But it was very convincing. Okay, I agree with you. I think that that could be a very reasonable explanation. I'm just going to say, like like you said, he hasn't been working. He's pretty low-key. So you're going to say he scheduled a dental surgery like the same week that he's doing this like one appearance. One thing. Yeah, for sure. No, totally. Um, just something to think about. But honestly, like I think he's so cute and... I, it, it kind of bums me out like every when these things happen and like everyone just starts like talking about the way someone looks when they've had a transformation. It's so hard not to, especially with like celebrities who that's what we do. We talk about them. Yeah. Um, I just like imagine being Zac Efron and it's like you thought like say he did get filler and he thinks he's looking like better than ever. Fly. And then all of a sudden, like, these pics are going viral. And the tweets, you know, they're not nice. I saw some no. really mean ones. I have to say, like, you're 100 percent right. 100 percent. But the fact that Zac Efron is a man, like, I truly don't care. Like, if we were having this conversation, and we just spoke about Khloe Kardashian's kind of transformation, and people really did not like what we had to say, but I definitely agree with you. Like, when we talk about plastic surgery on women, I'm much more, like, I do not get involved, like, for real. But I just feel like, I I honestly, like, welcome to the club, Zac Efron. This is what women deal with all the time. Doesn't it suck? Oh, wow. That's an interesting POV. I never thought of it between like 
how we talk about male plastic surgery versus female, but that's an, that's an interesting point. Well, it's like women get, and that's why what I was saying with Khloe Kardashian, like, okay, let's, she claims she hasn't had surgery. People think that she has, let's say she has for argument's sake. Like, do you know how hard it is to be a woman in this day and age, not even a famous person, but a, but a regular woman. And then a famous one who's just like constantly being scrutinized and just like wants to be perfect. Like I can see how Khloe Kardashian got to the place that she's at. I really, really can. A man, it's so fucking easy to be a man. You fart and you roll out of bed and you brush your hair and you go to the Oscars. And the older you get, the more handsome you get, according to society. And the older you get, the more jobs you get. And it's just like great to be a big man and old and it's like a woman, you're 31 and like, you're considered disgusting. Like, I just, I can't feel bad for Zac Efron. I'm really sorry. And I like him a lot. Okay. Okay. I think you're, I think, I think you've made some really fair points. Thank you. I just, I have a soft spot in my, um, in my heart for Zac Efron because. For Philip Carlyle, of course. Right. Because of Greatest Showman and like Hairspray and of course, High School Musical. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. And also I feel like he's kind of been through a lot. You know, because he like went to rehab a few years ago. He did. Yeah. And we like barely remember it. And then he's just been on this journey and the journey led him here. No, I know. And, you know, I agree with you. Uh, maybe I'm being a little harsh. It's just like. Like, this is what women deal with all the time. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. OK. Are you ready for our next story? Um, Sure. I think you look ready. They can't see you, but you do look ready. Okay, let's fucking do it. The Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident will be getting the Framing Britney Spears treatment. Mm. Janet Jackson is getting the Britney Spears treatment, Page Six has learned. Left Right TV, the production company behind the blockbuster Framing Britney Spears documentary, is working on a documentary about Jackson's infamous 2004 Super Bowl halftime show, we're told. It is time. It is time, but also, like, the Justin Timberlake overlap is interesting. Left, uh, right, Justin TV. Timberlake woke up this morning, read this article, and is just vomiting. And went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, like, he he needs a major break from the public eye because the public needs a major break from Justin Timberlake. And it appears from this news article, things are about to get a lot worse for him. Yep, the Spears film shocked audiences when it premiered in February by retracing the steps that her ex, Justin Timberlake, took to spin a misogynistic narrative about their breakup with the help of the media and laying out the disturbing circumstances of the conservatorship that she has been under since 2008. Timberlake may well find himself playing defense once more, defense once more, with the release of the Jackson doc as the fallout from her NFL wardrobe malfunction is, well, wardrobe malfunction is widely believed to have boosted his career while um, career. I did like a lot of messed up words and I just powered through. You just powered through and I thought we were out of the woods. <laughs> Me too, but then it got worse. Okay, start again. Boost. Okay. Boost. This Because this is an interesting point. Timberlake okay. may well find himself playing defense once more with the release of the Jackson doc as the fallout from her NFL wardrobe malfunction is widely believed to have boosted his career while stunting hers. Hmm. Oh, I mean, of course. Like, that's the culture. That's literally what we were just saying. Like, bad woman, good man. Like, it's so primitive and stupid. And, you know, this is really the morning uh, hate Justin Timberlake fan club. Mm-hmm. So I just love to see, like, a mediocre – like, Justin Timberlake is so – mediocre like in everything that he does but like remember do you remember when he performed and he won the vanguard award at the vmas and people were actually saying like he was 
the next Michael Jackson. Like, literally, like, saying he was so talented. And, like, I just, like, couldn't believe, like, the bar we have is, like, so low for our, our pop stars, especially our male pop stars. So... As someone who's just kind of been, like, woke to the whole Justin Timberlake thing, like, I'm so glad that the rest of the world joined me. Yes, they're starting to join me at my table because we've been knowing this for years. No, I know. And it reminds me of Cody Rigsby because he loves Britney, the Peloton instructor. And when Framing Britney Spears came out, everyone wanted him to talk about it. And he was just like, I've been telling you about Justin Timberlake. Like, this changes Nothing for me. No, and honestly, like, part of the reason I hated Justin Timberlake doesn't really have to do with the Britney stuff and the Janet stuff, because that's, like, stuff I've only recently learned. I've just been, like, a spectator. We both have. And, like, I just will remember that Vanguard performance, like, forever, because people were, like, quaking. Like, literally, like, the greatest talent of our generation. And I'm like, this mediocre dancer slash singer? I was just Mm -hmm. shocked. So I'm really very much looking forward to justice being served. Yeah, I don't remember when it started for me, the hatred. Yeah, you um, can't pinpoint a moment you know in what? time. But maybe, and this, and this brings me back to your book, what an amazing book that was. And I do Thank think you. You, really, you really summed up the, the, the divide at the time between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Oh. And so as a like day one Backstreet Boys stan... I just think I was never really interested. You know what? Even even as a young girl, like you had taste. Yeah, thank you. And that is the takeaway here. That is the takeaway. But I'm very much looking forward to this documentary and very much looking forward once again to justice being served. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know what I'm looking forward to most. Like justice, you know, for Janet Jackson or the justice on Justin Timberlake. Like I'm equally excited by both prospects. Justice Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) podcast title write it down okay are you ready for our next story because it's a two-parter no not if it's the story that isn't brought to you by honey it is the story that is brought to you by honey oh what a relief it is today's episode is brought to you by honey because we all shop online and we have all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past And if you've done that, you know how torturous it is. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds for you in your cart, and it takes merely seconds. They support over 30,000 stores, so they have promo codes that, you know, from sites that sell technology and gaming products to fashion brands and even food delivery. So here's how it works. You're shopping at one of your favorite websites, and when you go to check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if they find a working coupon, Honey will watch the price drop instantly. It's really magical. I've saved on makeup, clothing, food delivery, and it's so easy because it's not even something you have to remember to do. It's like the second you get to your cart, this little button pops down, this little cute little dancing coin comes, and he's like, hey, Claudia, want to save some money? And I'm like, yeah, dancing coin, of course I want to. And it just is so easy. It's so fabulous, and it's free to download. I've been using Honey. We both have since way before they started sponsoring our show because the toasters told us about it, and it's truly a game-changing technology. If you don't already have Honey, you are missing out on free savings. It is free and installs in just a few seconds. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid, and if you use our link, you'll support the toast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast. We don't even have like a coupon code for you guys because it's free. Joinhoney.com slash toast. It's so amazing. If you find yourself making like a lot of investments through online shopping, mm. Honey is a companion that you absolutely need. Honey, I don't that. Okay. 
Next story is a two-parter, um, a little Bachelor Nation news that I mm. feel as though we need to talk about. First up, the first promo for Katie Thurston's Bachelorette season has been released. And Claudia and I and were in the car together. someone is getting fired. Someone is getting fired. Claudia and I were in the car together when um, I saw it for the first time. And there's just a lot to unpack, even though there's really not that much content there. But fans get a sneak peek at the upcoming season starring Katie Thurston, a fan favorite from Matt James's season in a teaser released by ABC on Sunday. In the clip, she's heard saying, I am who I am and I want to meet someone who knows who they are. She's also wearing a T-shirt emblazoned with the words, be a Katie. Um, she's also wearing a lot of other criminally offensive offensive. someone call the fashion police because i'm making a citizen's arrest (laughs) yeah no um they these promos are actually usually really good sickening you get the vibe of like what that bachelorette is going to be all about they choose a great song they have a great red dress sometimes you're not even excited for the the season but they really nail the promos like everyone looks gorgeous the song is like so empowering and you get like some really good takeaways and quotes if you will right and from this bachelorette promo what we got was like some really terrible fashion choices and i feel like I, I honestly feel defensive of Katie that they put her in that. It was not right. They did her wrong. And honestly, I don't even really like die for her. But if they did this to Michelle, like there would be hell to pay. Because first of all, there's so much to unpack. Because let's just talk about the pink dress that goes underneath the shirt for some reason, which I'll get into in one minute. The purple dress is ugly. It's purple. I thought we had like a red motif. Remember the roses? Like I thought we had like a theme here. So that just got thrown out the window. The dress was literally like prom 2007. And then for some ungodly reason, they decided to tie a shirt on top of a poofy dress, which made no sense to me. And (laughs) not only did the styling make no sense, but the messaging of the shirt made even less sense. Be a Katie. Okay. As opposed to what? Because my name is Claudia. Uh, no, I know. I think if I may just like try and I didn't even realize she was wearing a T-shirt over the dress. Like, wow. Um, you know, it I'm wasn't stunned. a T-shirt and a skirt. No, but then it I was saw the another, dress from before. I, I saw another photo where she's wearing the T-shirt and a pencil skirt. Ooh, you, oh, the, the big purple zipper. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could yeah. see you could see that skirt from a mile away. How could I miss it? Right. So just all wardrobe options were really bad. I think when they say be a Katie, they meant like, you know, in that moment where she was against all the bullies. And yes, in the world of bullies, be stand up to them. Sure. Okay, but you could also take that message as be a snitch. Well, I mean, I believe everyone. If everyone were like snitch, we'd be all right. I just can't explain what this promo did for me. And it gave me peace of mind. It gave me peace of mind in my decision, I, but I really think like some, while I got peace of mind, someone over there lost their mind because yeah. this was just so, so bad. Disgraceful. So, so bad that it had to be a story today. Yeah, of course. Have we ever made, uh, the only other time where we have made a Bachelorette promo video of Fast Five Story is when Beckett Kufrin and the ABC team had the audacity to make their song Independent Woman by Kesha when literally... We just had to point out the hypocrisy of choosing that song when you're literally like going on a show because you don't want to be an independent woman like you want a boyfriend. Right. Totally. So this is just on that level. I just like I, I was shocked when I say shocked. It was the NeNe Leaks TikTok audio. I was shocked, honey. 
I mean, a white refrigerator. Like that's a what it was. A white t-shirt <laughs> over a poofy dress. It was, it was honestly offensive to fashion. <laughs> and honestly, it was offensive to women. <laughs> I completely agree. Completely. And it was especially offensive to my community, the Maxinistas. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. Okay, but our next piece of the Bachelor puzzle, Reality Steve, is um, coming under fire. Bachelor star Demi Burnett says Reality Steve made an unwanted and unprompted sexual advance towards her. So Reality Steve has been in the news all week. It started last week when a podcast called Chatty Broads with Becca from REC Martinez. Yes. Her and her co-host were talking about Reality Steve's past in the way that he wrote about a lot of female contestants when they were on the show, namely Jade Ropaire Tobert. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So I also was doing research because I asked, because I knew we were going to talk about this story. And so I wanted to see like what he was talking about. And I read some excerpts from his previous work and Jade Roper Tolbert, like, wasn't that long ago. Like, I had heard that he was writing about, like, Chantal. But, like, Jade Roper Tolbert, like, was really not that long ago. And what he wrote about her was honestly one of the worst things I've ever... Like, when we go back and people's, like, tweets get researched, it was one of the worst I've seen. No, but it was, like, it's not just he wrote about her once. Like, the way that he came for her, like, during Crystal's season, like, she couldn't be on... She couldn't ha- be in a scene on the show without him, like, mentioning her entire past, everything she's ever done. Like, it was so creepy and so weird. And and I guess there are other examples where he's talked about women in that way throughout his career. So Becca and her co-host brought that to light. Um, and he apologized and he said that he has apologized to Jade and Tasha and um, another contestant. What do you say about Tasha? I don't know. Because I, I was looking on Twitter, like, for, like screenshots and I saw uh, stuff about Chantal and a lot about Jade yes oh I didn't see this Chantal stuff it was like just disgusting like talking about her boobs and like how she's gained weight like are you fucking serious do you know what you look like sir (laughs) like seriously well then he made his apologies and then Bachelor star Demi Burnett accused him of um, making unwanted and unprompted sexual advances towards her. She wrote on Twitter that he had called her last August to tell her about a graphic sex dream he'd had about her. She said, I was always friendly to you and you took my friendliness as an excuse to trick me into listening to your sexual fantasies about me. It felt gross. I don't think I deserve to have you make me feel this way. I was afraid to say anything out of fear of retribution, but then I thought of the many other future women to come on the show and I don't think they deserve it either so the bachelor contestants all of them have like this really weird relationship with reality Steve because it's like he talks so much crap about them that's literally his job and they have to also like hope that he likes them but he also uses them for content like he uses a lot of them for podcast interviews and like website interviews so I thought Demi did a really good job of like like because her statement was super long and it detailed the atrocious like this disgusting dream sequence, but also how it's just like a really fucked up dynamic because like, it's almost like all these girls live in fear of reality, Steve and his powerful platform. And I didn't even know that he had outed Demi as bisexual before she even had a chance to like tell her family. So he just, he's just like, I'm actually surprised like in this day and age, like people conversations about reality, Steve beyond, just like his basic, like this very strange dynamic he has with these women, 
Um, I, I'm surprised it hasn't been spoken about before. And now that it is, I'm like, yeah, like that's actually really fucking weird. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think he obviously is a lot of people who read his site. I tried to avoid the spoiler. So I'm never seeing like the detailed stuff, but he's always just like putting every single piece of information he gets about someone. And people like go to him when you find out someone from your town is going on the show. So he just like has all of this. It's it's such a weird dynamic that they, that they like live in fear of his site. So you're like nice to him. And that's why Demi was like, he said he wanted to call me. And like, this is a person who you just please. This is a very scary person, an influential person. So of course I'm like, oh sure. Like, let me get on the phone. And he's like being a fucking freak telling her about this like sexy dream he had about her. And she's just like, uh, uh, cool. Like what? Okay. Ew. First of all, second of all, I really have a lot of respect for Demi because this is exactly what we're saying. Like nobody wants to be the first person to out the powerful person because uh, at this at, at a certain moment in time like you they still have that power so i have a lot of respect for demi and i just like i i just always got like a weird vibe about reality steve do you know what i mean like it's just like weird like what are you doing yeah i agree so we'll keep you posted if there's anything else but that's i mean we said we wouldn't talk about the bachelor anymore but this is i'm sorry like with that promo they were making it too hard not to I totally agree, but you know what? Maybe they did it Maybe that's the strategy. Maybe that's the strategy. That's a pretty good strategy. Strategy. We fell right into it. I also saw that Caitlin, Bristow, and Tasha had been together at some destination. I have to assume that they're filming. Yes, they're in the bubble. In the bubble, but they left yesterday because Caitlin was on a plane. But I'm just like confused. Is Chris Harrison coming back or no? I don't think for the, uh, these seasons... Because I heard they, they announced Tasha and Caitlin like as the hosts, but then it was like, no, they're actually more like mentors. Like, like Chris might be back, but is he not? I don't think that he is. I don't think that they would need two mentors if there was if there wasn't a Chris Harrison sized hole. I just can't believe like how in the last year like the Bachelor franchise has fallen apart because like there were, if, in this lifetime like there was very few things you could count on, and you could always count on Chris Harrison to like show up and just do his job. And we are now living in a Chris Harrison-free universe, and I find that really just crazy. Yeah, crazy. So I guess they finished filming Katie's season, um, and then they decided to, like, tease it, and they they gave us that. Cool. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's the final story, yeah. Brought to you by Usual Wines. Usual wines are for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour about a glass and a half of wine. So there's no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Because of the single serve format and bottle design, Usual is always fresh, no more flat bubbly or stale rosé. Plus the wines are low carb and they have zero grams of sugar. They have a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have Usual Spritz, which is a low alcohol, low calorie wine spritzer that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice like White Claw, but for grown-ups. Each serving has just 83 calories. If you want to check out their website, it's usualwines.com. And if you want a discount code TOAST, you can get $8 off your first order and try your first glass of wine on us. So make a toast to Usual Wines. Usual Wines, the perfect 6.3 ounce, heavy pour glass of wine. And I just think it's genius, so check it out. Usualwines.com, discount code is TOAST, and you'll get $8 off your first order. Love it. Okay, fifth and final story is technically a little biz news, something that uh, we reported on the Morning Toast Instagram. I'm sorry, it's a little biz Biz news. But it's a little, like it's a little bit biz, a lot of bit entertainment, and a little bit 
SpaceX because Elon and is Musk. It, and is it a little bit country? You know what? It's honestly not. Like, I swear. Uh, why? Miley Cyrus. I guess, but who knows what she'll be doing. So true. <laughs> Guys, Elon Musk is hosting SNL on May 8th with musical guest Miley Cyrus. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm it's so crazy. fucking excited. It's crazy. I'm excited. I'll be watching. You know, technically, I guess there could there are worse musical guests than Miley. And I, and I like, I know her music, so... That's kind of cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but like she hasn't come out with a new song in a while. Like, was she just gonna do like Prisoner and you know Midnight Sky? Yeah, I was born around. Actually, that song has really grown on me. No, and you know I'm very hard on Miley on this show, and I have every right to be because it's my show. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. But <laughs> it's such a good song. I was born around. I don't, don't belong to anyone. anyone. Oh no, don't need to be loved by you. Yeah, I agree with you. I guess she will be performing those songs. Maybe she has new music. Maybe she has a new album. Um, so I think it's actually a good pairing, her and Elon. I, I could see her in some sketches. I think it's going to get, like, super, you know, freaky, like, Me alien, too. UFO. I don't know. I'm honestly really excited. I'm a big fan of Elon's. Like Me too. I keep up with Elon. You keep up I with keep- the Musks? I keep up with the Musks. May Musk is actually out here, like, <laughs> killing it. No, she is literal, like, maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's May Musk. No, maybe it's May Musky. <laughs> maybe, I, I have to work on that. Maybe it's Elon's mom. No, but also, like, I keep up with XAE12, I keep up with Grimes. Grimes. Like, I keep up with the whole Musk family. But you know what's crazy? So do I, but you know what's crazy and why I'm really looking forward to this SNL moment? Because... I don't think I've actually ever heard Elon Musk talk. Claudia, he has an accent. From what country? Um, I'm not sure where he's from originally, but he has a very thick accent. And I don't no know. No way. He... Mm-hmm. I feel like he's German. Like, that's the vibe I get. Let's see. He's from South Africa. Oh, I totally see that. Like, 100%. That just makes him, like, even hotter. Um... Okay, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I know so much about Elon because I, too, keep up with the Musks. But I really have never heard the man speak. So I'm just, like, looking forward. Like, what is his personality like? What does his voice sound like? How does he pronounce his child's name? Like, these are the questions that I have. And I do think they will all be answered for me on May 8th. I think so, too. Like, I think that his monologue will definitely address, you know, everyone's fascination with his child's name. And I think that he clearly has a sense of humor if he's taking this on. We were talking about this privately, and I just, I would like to know how this happened. Like, does Elon have representation? Like, did SNL reach out to him? Is this, like, a lifelong dream of his? And I also think those are questions that will be answered somehow on the show. Because it's 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 not unheard of for them to have, a, like, a business person and not right. a celebrity host. But it's not common. Right. No, that my first thought was like, who booked this? Because Elon Musk, yes, is very famous, but he's not a traditional celebrity in the sense that he has like a, you know, a musical or an acting talent. So I don't know if he necessarily even has like a talent agent. Like he might have like a business manager. I don't know. So I'm just curious how they got in touch with him. Like, did he book it himself? Like he responded to the email? Like, I'm just really curious on the back end. And if anybody like who works... Like, he's a CEO. CEOs don't have talent agents, but he's also really famous. So it's just, like, really confusing. So I'm really curious, like, on the logistical elements of it all. But also, there, there are questions I need answered. And I do think that I will get all that I'm looking for. I do have plans May 8th. Like, so I'm, like, kind of nervous that I'm going to have to watch it the next morning. And I'm just going to be, like, so out of the loop. 
I know, but you'll record it and it will be there for you. Elon will be waiting for you. Also, um, I was reading some of like the biz journals, well, just mm. like one headline, and they were like, this is a interesting thing because like the host of SNL can actually like affect, it could affect the markets. Like yes. depending on what he says, like Tesla's stock could go up or down. And he's been known to like say things and then the stock go wild. Well, you know what? I wonder, remember when he went on Joe Rogan and he was the talk of the town and there was like a million memes smoking of him pot. smoking? Right. I wonder if that made the stock go up or down. It definitely made it go up. And Elon Musk, because I follow him on Twitter, he's actually, oh, that was weird. Sorry. <laughs> he's actually like very in the know. Like he's always mm-hmm. tweeting about like funny memes, like about what's going on in the world. So it's. It's actually, like, not the craziest thing that he's hosting it. It's just, like, crazy because it's never been done. Yeah. No, it's not that crazy, but it's but it's crazy, and I'm really excited to watch. And also, I was just going to say— I'm going to need, like, a 30-minute monologue, by the way. Like, the, like the four-minute one's not going to cut it. Yeah, I, I agree. And it better be, like, detailed. Like, we want to know everything about you, Elon. And say the name. Say the child's name. Because we XA need answers. 12. Angel. I heard the kid's name is Angel. It's XAE. No, because I saw an interview where (laughs) some reporter was like, how's XAE double 12 degree, whatever. And he's like, what? And she's like, how's XAE? And he's like, what are you saying? And she's like, how's your son? And he's like, oh, he's good. So they obviously don't call him that. Okay. Like Elon was shook Um, by this woman. Okay, that's so crazy. And also, we really should have had Grimes as the musical guest. Like, really make it a family <gasps> affair. We should have. She's a singer. I'm sure you could yeah. have arranged that. Like, you oh want my me? Gosh. You got to take my my singer wife. <laughs> but like, they would have like Grimes on SNL. I'm sure she's been on SNL. No, I don't. Think I know so. you. I know you don't respect her music. Um, uh, I did not. You said that, not me. No, I don't. But I do respect her music. Her music. I have one of her songs in my like in my in one of my playlists, so I know one. I just would have loved like a family affair, and that way it's like for quarantine, like it's just they're all coming from one household. It would have been so much easier. Yeah, I agree, but I'm sure like Miley will. Um, no, no, this is the best thing to happen to Miley like ever. I agree. I agree. I'm happy for her. Know that I am. Um, Yeah. So those were the fast size stories, and I feel as though you actually desperately needed to know those stories. I think you needed to know everything that was said today. Like, we've just been so all over the place. Well, me mostly. And so now we are all caught up. I really feel like it's hard when I'm not keeping everyone abreast. When and it's now I so feel, in your DNA to keep people abreast. And now I feel, I feel kept abreast. I feel like I'm keeping others abreast. And I, that's where I like to be, abreast. You are breastio. Breastio problems. So what do you got planned for the rest of the day at the retreat? So I already did my morning workout and I feel so fabulous. And because I only have a few days here, I really am going to try and make the most of it. And I might, well, I guess I have lunch soon and we're going to upload this and then I'll have lunch and then I'm going to work out again in the afternoon. Also, we'll be recording some Patreon episodes. So it's going to be like a nice mix of like working hard and working out hard. You're mixing work, work with pleasure. Yeah, this like last year I was like on a full self-care unplug, but now it's like self-care looks like hard work this week. I, I could... Yes, like this week is going to be filled with like difficult conversations, difficult tasks, but I think that at the end of the week, I'm going to feel so 
accomplished. And that is a good feeling, especially like so much of my anxiety is like, oh, you're not doing anything. You lazy piece of shit. Get the fuck up. Like go for a walk, go do your work, answer your emails. And so I just, I feel like tackling this week, like head fucking on, not to sound like one of those podcasters who talks about like, you know, Monday motivation, but like, let's fucking, let's fucking do it. No, like, you know what? What's wrong with a little Monday motivation? No, this is the Monday motivation you need. Like get your ass up and go fucking do your dishes. And then answer those emails and then organize your makeup drawer and just fucking do what you have to do. Rise and grind, baby. Rise and grind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rub some dirt in it. Rise and grind. And then, and then you can take a bath and pour a glass of usual wines and use your hair food and then shop a little and use honey. It'll feel so good because, like, you deserve it. Like, like, taking, like... You know, drinking a glass of wine in the bathtub is great, but it feels so much better when, like, you fucking are exhausted because you haven't sat on your couch all day. Like, you have been fucking, you know, grinding and rising, rising and grinding. <laughs> I completely agree. I'm so glad we all have, like, our marching orders for the week. It's going to be a great day, everyone. If you want to feel well and feel excited, check out my blog on Patreon. Get into a great headspace sometimes and today, today. Self-care looks like hard work. Don't you forget it. You know what? Write that down somewhere. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your mirror. Self-care looks like hard work. That's and me that's today. And Robin, that's a Robin Arzon original. So if you also have a Peloton, grab a class Robin. Robin NYC? Robin NYC. Yeah, oh, that's I hers. totally thought you made that up. No, I, I told you, like, what, the first time I said it, I said, I heard something on Peloton that really resonated with me. Hmm. And now we've just been saying it a lot. But I just want you to know, that's Robin NYC. So if you have a ton, get on that thing. Everyone, have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast. The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and where podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Back in studio tomorrow with Ben Soffer, Boy With No Job. Episode will be up super early because Ben is so busy. So I have to wake up early tomorrow and I'm just rising and grinding. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.